You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. AfterBuzz TV. Oh. For those of you who don't know, this is how we start every show. Because luck, luck is a party this week. But more on that soon. So... I'm Dave Klein. <laughs> Joining me, as always, the very lovely Kristen Snyder. As a walk-on by. And in the booth, so sexy, and he knows it, Ronnie Jr. Ow! I'm just learning it as we speak. Thank you. I'm learning my sexy. <laughs> just so you know. But this week's episode of Luck, episode six, was an interesting episode. I would say if last week was The Empire Strikes Back, this was Return of the Jedi. For a nerd reference for all of you out there. I'm assuming this is the camera I should look at. So, very positive, very happy episode all around, for for the most part. I mean, there were little tumbles here and there, but overall, it was pretty happy. Too happy for me. I was like, can something go wrong, please? Can somebody's horse lose? Like, the gambler's horse won. Uh, I mean, you were excited. (sighs) You were excited when the 12-year-old died. Yeah. <laughs> no, the only person who dies on this show, we don't know. What? The phone call came and Kristen turns to like, I'm glad somebody died. It was a 12-year-old Kristen. <laughs> they were 12 years old. My nails are blue. Forgot to mention that. Oh, to match the shirt. <laughs> Ronnie, if you do that, I'm just going to keep dancing the whole show. There's not going to be any show. It's just be dancing. Nail dance. Kristen did her nails dance. This is why you the need to watch... Happen. On YouTube, so you can see us dancing. And my nails. And Kristen's nails. All right. Blue this week, pink last week. You know, because I'm blue, because nobody died on this show. She's so down. But shall we start with what the show started with? All right. Once again, starting with Chester. Mm-hmm. Most impa- important character in the show. Yes. The most important, as he is kind of the ringleader mafia dude. And he's starting to lay out his schemes this episode. Everybody knows about it, though. Isn't yeah. that weird? Like, everyone knows that he's come back for revenge. Everyone. Even his parole officer. Yeah. He has a fun conversation with his parole officer, <laughs> and his parole officer's like, so some people come out and they want revenge. Why mm. does his parole officer know this? I guess after watching him pee, you get very intimate. <laughs> I think that he knows that Ace is a good guy by his character. Yeah. And that he just... You know, took the rap for somebody and sat in jail for three years. And he knows that he's a smart guy and he's going to get his revenge. Yeah. And everybody knows Mike is out there waiting for it. The only person who doesn't really know is Nathan Israel. No, he knows. 
He knows, but he doesn't know. I think I think <laughs> Chester's trying to keep him as much in the dark as possible. And, yeah. Because he's sending him fake information. Yes. <laughs> but Nathan's trying to do his best. As he saw, talks to Chester at the beginning, he's congratulating uh, Gus on the horse winning. Right. And Gus turns around the elevator and goes, greatest effing country in the world. Yeah. I just wanted to throw out that quote. Thank you for that quote. Can we move to the cake? What? Oh, wow. The cake. Wait to go Greek. Not way to go, as Nathan tried to say. And then Ace is too smart. He's like, no, that was not an icing error. No. And Gus what is like, th- guess it's an icing error. So what do you think wait to go Greek means? You know, I'm trying to figure out what it means because I don't think it's an icing error either. either. And no. I know you don't. No icing errors there. But- I worked in a cake shop once. We don't do icing errors. <laughs> what? You heard it here first. Kristen, the baker of I'm cakes. Just, I'm just letting you know there are no icing errors. So it's yeah. <laughs> what it says it's, is what it means. Especially in the age of the internet, where you could just email what you want to say. But it's weird. So what could that possibly mean? I don't know what that means. I think it's from Mike, and I think it's a threat. Wait to go Greek. But what is going Greek? What does that mean? Do I just not know? Do you know? Does Ronnie Jr. Isn't the booth Gus know? Greek? Isn't Gus Greek? Is he Greek? I'm not. I think, sure. and so like, wait to go Greek. I think that they're talking to Gus and saying, "You just wait." Hmm. It could be. That would make sense. You just wait. I'm going to take your interpretation as the interpretation that is correct. Thank you. You're it, welcome. It is the correct one. <laughs> just kidding. I just feel like we're just going to keep playing back and forth and getting these little, like, messages. Yeah. Like, chess moves, really. It really is like chess moves. And you're kind mm-hmm. of seeing both Chester and Mike playing their cards. Yeah. Because you have Chester's feeding Nathan fake information, essentially, <laughs> where he's like, we're, we're buying out the Indian casino. And every time he's talking with Nathan, um, it's as if they'd already bought out the Indian casino. So Nathan goes, totally believing that's the truth that he'd already bought out the Indian Casino. And Mike's like, interesting. Well, we're going to buy out from under them to try and play his chess move. Meanwhile, that was just a decoy. And as we find out at the end of the episode, Chester never bought the Indian pl- Casino. It was just a fake. He's trying yeah. to fake out Mike. Uh, but I liked what Nathan Israel said towards the end of the episode where he's like, if I'm always going to feel sick when I'm working for you, I don't know if I can do this. And Ace is like, that's because you're an honest man. And so far. So far. <laughs> oh, can I point out for Kristen, please give her a round of applause, Roddy. She deserves it. I don't know why, you but can give do her it. One. Just do it. <laughs> I don't know it's why. It's okay. You can give her a round of applause. <laughs> it was because last week Kristen predicted that Nathan was going to be offered to double cross from Mike. And it happened. Mike goes, hey, so how would you like two paychecks instead of one? Mm-hmm. So Kristen, good job. Thank Absolutely you. correct on the prediction. Thank you. And um, I also mentioned that I knew that Ace would know that. Yeah. And know that Mike would be offering him another paycheck to be the mole, the go-between. Pretty smart guy. But what about Claire? Do you still think she's a mole? I do, because she was all like, I would have stayed in the barn with you last week. One eyebrow raised. Yeah. And we find out that Gus actually did stay in the parking lot waiting for Ace in the car. <laughs> what a good Claire guy. He took home and he I, came I back. I see some man love there. They do sleep in the same place. The brotherhood. Yeah. The brotherhood of horses and love. Like I said, the only love that really happens in this show is with horses and their owners. That's it. It really is. It essentially is. And, and Claire says that, quote, how, like, anyone 
who's around a horse because of like the re- respect and virtue they become a better person and changed yeah she says they can cha- it can change people and she tells chester don't be afraid of change mm-hmm. so she must beyond chester being in jail she knows he's somehow dishonest and i think Maybe she's already seen some sort of change in Chester from that first day of him sleeping with the horses. Because even he seems confused. Because at the end, mm-hmm. when he can't sleep, he's just like, I don't know what's happening to me. I think, you know, maybe he he's, like, taking a step back and thinking, you know, maybe I don't need to get revenge. What am I getting into? I'm, I'm wondering that's if that's what war. it is, too. That's a war. Once you step foot in war with a man like Mike, who is clearly ha- is like a big mafia guy... What yeah. are you really getting into? I feel like that's what it is, too. I agree with you. And another moment with the horses, too, about what you mentioned with it's really about people's relationship with horses is when Chester's with the horse again, he seems to have much more. He's openly caring about it. He's like, give me a little nuzzle. Yeah, it's like nuzzling to, him. Yeah. So a lot of love going on there. Horse porn. Horse porn. <laughs> I just love to say it. There was some... Um, exercising of the horses in the beginning. Let's move on to Joey, because big episode for Joey. Can you please just pull the trigger and get it right? Like, come on. Do I not get a round of applause for what I said? You were right. He didn't kill himself, but I'm mad about it. We don't need him. <laughs> no round of applause. <laughs> that's all I want. That's, that's, how, that's why I do it. Thanks for giving myself... That was from me to me. <laughs> a round of applause. But yeah, so as I thought, it was just for the previews where mm-hmm. he does shoot the gun, but in the previews they made it seem like he's shooting himself. Right. So the earthquake happens, it's shaking everything up. It's really the horses you see a lot of, like, what's going to happen to the horses? Mm-hmm. But it goes to Joey, and he's com- contemplating committing suicide. The earth starts shaking, and he changes his mind. <laughs> the earth will rumble. The earth the will rumble. will shake. And he shoots the ground, <laughs> and then there's a crazy ricochet scene where somehow... He follows the bullet with his eyes because clearly bullets are slow enough where you They're can follow it with your motion. eyes. Anytime you shoot a bullet, always in slow motion. And it grazes himself in the face. Now, do you think the earthquake was sort of a metaphor because he had a stuttery, stammery voice that shakes a lot? Mm-hmm. The earthquake took it away because the earthquake was shaking. I and like it that. Re- it set him straight. I think so. I mean, it comes back when he's like nervous around Ronnie, as we saw, but um, he walks in the bar, speaks perfectly, and like when he's in the hospital, he starts to, it's like he's had this epiphany, and he's starting to notice the details of life, and he's repeating his name, and he's like, I am Joey Rothberg. I am Joey Rothberg. And then he's like reading his robe about like all the unimportant details of where it's made and what it's made from and how you wash it. That's because he's realized he got rid of his stutter and he's so excited. He's like, I'm not stuttering. I think now he's just going to make the best out of life. Until Ronnie tries to screw him over. So we see that Ronnie at the end is kind of twisting the knife in him and still still upset even though he has his new agent now mm-hmm. he's still doing his i'm a dick Miserable. ronnie's just a dick he is why what is dick. wrong with him ronnie I can... jr is a total dick <laughs> no he's not no that's the wrong ronnie i'm sorry i got confused <laughs> um but really <laughs> <laughs> ronnie's the best guy ever <laughs> ronnie's sexy and he knows it oh <laughs> And the one in the show must think he's sexy or he wouldn't be like, I'm so important and I hate everybody. Where does he come off with this pompous attitude of pomp-facedness like, I'm the man. He's not the man. He does drugs and loses his races and has broken his collarbone six times. He's nothing. What a loser. 
Oh, I what I'm, a boozer! I just remembered about somebody that used to be a jockey that recently died that you wanted to mention. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. I was gonna wait for some news, but that's okay. Oh. I can throw it out there right now. Throw though. it out. So, those of you who don't know, one of these singers for the Monkees, Davy Jones, just died recently, which is oh. really sad. The Monkees was a great band. Last Train to Clarksville, amazing song, which I believe was actually written by Neil Diamond. But Here's an interesting little tidbit about Davy Jones that you may not have known. Davy Jones, before he got into theater, while he was doing acting stuff, he was always short as a kid and was like, you know what, I'm going to be a jockey. And he started training to be a jockey and was actually working in a stable when the owners found him. The owners happened to work in theater and they found him and they were like, you'd be great in theater. So he started doing theater, then he moved to America from Britain, and that's how he joined the Monkees. Well, after the Monkees disbanded, what did he decide? I'm going to go back to being a jockey again. So he was a jockey, and he actually won a big race, and he was very passionate, owned his stable. So Davy Jones, all about being a jockey, would have loved this show, maybe. Or maybe it would have been too depressing for him. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's nice to bring him up and give him a little tribute. But great guy and great band. He was totally nice guy, too, if you ever watch interviews with him. He was on Boy Meets World, not to get too far off the Which subject. is Kristen's favorite thing in the world. <laughs> in the world. For those who don't know. Okay. Great show. I liked it, too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if I've got Ronnie Jr. on my side, what else do I've I need? I've never seen a. I've seen one episode. Okay, I want to bring up something whenever we were in the stalls, in the barn, my favorite place. Uh, there was a detention stall for the horses. Yeah, well, that was what it was called. I don't know why it was called the detention stall, and that's where their horse was. What do you think that horse did that wasn't a detention stall? It probably just pooed everywhere and pissed, <laughs> pissed her off. He's like, what are you doing? You can't do that. <laughs> he was like sitting there like a horse's dad watching the horse. And, like, you know, you'd be watching your kid in detention stalls bogus i don't know what was going on but so so being that we're going down the joey path now we've talked about ronnie should we talk about leon in this episode yeah so rosie and rosie they're both had some big parts yeah i mean leon is probably my favorite jockey and now he's riding the horse for my favorite characters in the show the gamblers oh especially (laughs) renzo Oh, I love Nicest Renzo. guy ever. Yeah, so she, or Leon, actually wins the race, but there's an inquiry. Yes, yeah, so he accidentally bumps into the horse while mm-hmm. he's riding, and the judges are talking about it, and they decide since the horse was already moving backwards, they bumped into, and Leon's horse was busting ahead, mm-hmm. which I believe the name is Mon Chateau. Mm-hmm. It's busting ahead that... It's, you know what, it would have happened anyways. Leon's horse would have won, so they decide not to DQ the horse. Something right. I think is interesting about the show, though, that I'd like to kind of say is that I feel like the show is doing everything they can to teach audiences about yeah. horse racing because this is another thing that they didn't really necessarily need to right. have in the show. It was some tension, but I feel like it's just another thing that, hey, guess what, you're learning about horse racing now. I feel educated. I mean, I'm ready to go bet. You know, I keep on seeing signs for the Santa Clarita racetracks out in L.A., so we need to go. go. We need to take AfterBuzz there. We have a live taping from Santa Clarita. (laughs) We are. This late. We are, and we will bet on some horses and bring an exclusive to you. I'm so ready to do that. 
But, you know, I was just way too, it was too happy. Too happy. I wanted some more stuff to go wrong. I mean, their horse won. Everyone's horse won. It was just too much for me. Too much goodness. But there was tension. Leon's horse got bumped, and Rosie has some tension with Walter. Right, and also, just mention quickly, Leon uh, in the, like, back dressing room with that other horse. Yeah. The jockey who he bumped. Like, they started to fight a little bit there, so that's going to be some tension in the future, Another jockey was like, don't let it happen twice. Yeah. So we'll see if he's going to be do a competitor. Do you think that uh, Leon meant to do it? No, I don't think so. It seems mm-hmm. like Le- Leon just seems like a nice guy. I don't think he would do that on purpose, and I think he mm-hmm. trusted his horse. It really seemed like it was just the heat of the race. He was edging up on it because he was trying to get as – because, you know, if you're on the outside – Right. You have to run further. So he was trying to get the edge on it, and it I happened. I mean, but I kind of do think he was a little careless because he's brand new to being a jockey. He's pretty fresh, so I just think it's a beginner's mistake. He's so fresh. He he's got the fresh. fresh moves, and that's why he's winning. And he's so cute. So what? <laughs> <laughs> just so, so oh, and the gamblers too—they're so excited about the win mm-hmm. that they want him now to ride the horse every single race. Yeah. So big news from they to give tip him two hundred dollars. Yeah. And they brought T-shirts for everyone to optionally wear. Optionally. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. I really want a a Fourier stable T-shirt. That'd be cool if we could get it from HBO.com. Maybe we should check. Maybe you should check back home. (laughs) I'm going to look for one. I guess off topic, but moving on to the gamblers, because maybe we talked about Rosie a little later, because the Mm -hmm. gamblers are so involved in this race. We had a little bit more romance at the end when they won and everybody's taking the group picture together. And you see Marcus's handicapped friend decides they're real for it with the shirt on Mm -hmm. and she wants to be in the picture too. But Marcus, I wasn't sure he was going to make it through the pictures. He's like hacking and coughing. It seems like his health is really deteriorating over each episode, like getting a lot worse. You know what though? It seemed like as the race was going, he was fine. It seemed like he was fine when they won and as soon as he got stressed out because of the DQ, that was when he started going off on his coughing. But until then, he was fine. Right. And something also about this race that I want to point out is that every race up until this point has had a really dramatic yeah. start until the race. And this is the first time that it kind of just started. I know. There was a very small buildup to it. It was very small. I think that was because there was another race coming. I mean, this was the first episode where we saw two races. We got it doubled up here. Yeah. Some double up race time. Well, they need to. It's coming down to the end. I think there's only nine episodes, so three more left. Yeah, in I think this you're season. right. I think it's season two's 11. Yeah. If I'm right. I think you're correct about that. And, um,. Oh, I liked how Jerry, like, paid the photographer to keep taking some extra pictures. <laughs> it's just so for the coughing and hacking of Marcus. Yeah, it just, it well. was clear that it meant a lot to Marcus. Yeah. And Jerry, I think, is thinking about, you know, maybe Marcus isn't going to be around that much longer. So we want, you know, I we think really want pictures even, with him. Even beyond that, it's also the conversation about being a queer that he had with Marcus. I think Aww. it's just the sake of him saying like hey these are your friends you get to have a picture with your friends right so it's just like a nice thing for marcus and all of them really how about that van where like marcus can just wheel up onto that cost a pretty penny that's gotta be new Mm -hmm. that's what they're using the money for now not just gambling it's you know even from the coming attractions we haven't seen much on jerry over gambling i know so I think he's getting better. My favorite shot was when all the next day after the race and everybody, the gamblers won. Like, they come out of their motels all at the same time, open their door, like, early morning. Half They're all, like, half naked, and they're just stretching. Oh, that's why you liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they're, like, just stretching, and they're like, life is good. 
Yeah. It's like, but I feel like there are very few moments like this that on this show where like the characters are relaxed and at peace and feeling graceful moments. Normally it's like everyone's self-loathing or doubting or frustrated or sitting on the edge of their seat. You so know it's nice when we have those moments in this show. I feel like this might be the calm before the storm, <laughs> you know, because this really yeah. was a big upper episode. So there's probably a lot of bad stuff so. that's going to go How about those down. birds right before the earthquake? Yeah. I guess like nature really does sense those things. I've, you know, maybe when there's an earthquake out here, we'll get to experience ourselves and find out. Yeah. So I want to find out. I want to see. I mean, there are earthquakes, but it's not anything serious. Not like yet, that one on there. Yeah. But I'm Which glad. we had Lonnie jump on top of the counter for and be like, earthquake! <laughs> that was awesome. In their same spot where they always eat. Yes. And Marcus is like, Get down. What are you doing? Yeah, and then Toro, unfortunately, has to get on the phone, talk to the gamblers, talk to Gus. Everybody wants to make sure their horse is okay. Yeah, they're like, the earthquake shook up my horse, didn't it? Yeah, and <laughs> Lonnie and Renzo don't want to race the horse at first because they're worried that the the horse is shook up from the earthquake. Yeah. So. Oh, what about that red phone, too, that, like, they phoned down to Leon uh, and ask him questions about, oh, yeah. like, the inquiry? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I guess that's the official The official phone. red phone. You know, I think it's probably a good thing that Leon was honest in the end. They mm-hmm. probably appreciated that. I because agree. Leon was super honest about it. Mm-hmm. At least we think. Right. So unless there was some bad intentions there, but I don't I don't think there was. So what's going on with Dr. Joanne, the vet, and Toro? You know what? I'm kind of frustrated about this. Because as you mentioned the frustration with all of a sudden what's going on, Leon and Rosie are in a relationship which we don't ever see. We really don't see a lot of these relationships. And all of a sudden, we know that Turo and Dr. Joanna haven't been doing well, mm-hmm. and they've, they've been fighting, but not to this extent, where all of a sudden in this episode, they're like, well, screw you. You're yeah. a jerk. It's like it started how, like, Dr. Joanne ran over to that woman who just, like, collapsed and found out that her 12-year-old son died walking home from school, and she apparently gave the woman money. And that's what Toro is upset about because she gave the woman money to grieve, like a little pay to take off for a little bit, I'm guessing. You yeah, know? and Toro says, it doesn't matter where you wake up, the memory's still going to be there. Which I guess is true, but it's still like, you I think, think you, you want to be something nice. Off. Like, you need time off. Like, you can't function when something ha- like that happens to you. So, I agree with what she's doing, and it's like, Toro just has zero empathy. I mean, zero what kind empathy. of guy? I mean, she doesn't want to be with a guy like that anyway. Yeah. But we Although, find out she may have to. <laughs> yes. Why don't you drop this? Because you're the one who first <laughs> knew what it was. Okay, what did we first think she said? This, it's not done yet. Whenever she's walking out of the bar and, you know, Toro and her, they throw words back and forth. And she kind of slips him the middle finger, which I'm not sure why she slips it because there was nobody else in the barn. But then he's like, oh. It I mean, might have just been for herself. Right. Just like her own... Yeah. You know. And then he's like, I'm excited. I'm going to have some extra space in the barn. Like, he's like ending it right there. Yeah. So I, th- I thought she was saying something like that, just implying, um, we're not done. Uh, this here. is that yeah, it's not done. It's not over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not over yet, you stupid bastard. I thought that's what she yeah. said. And then we had to rewind and rewind. We rewound it. Kristen and what was the really one to notice. was, I'm knocked up, you stupid bastard. Be, be. <laughs> I can't say it. 
But she called him a, a bad word, and we found out she's pregnant with Toro's kid. So... What's going to go on here? That's going to be interesting because now they're fighting and now things yeah. are going bad and she's knocked up. Yeah, and you know what was weird was she was trying to apologize. And that's how, like, the beginning of their breakup started. She was like, I just want to tell you I'm sorry because people shouldn't go to bed fighting, they say. Yeah, it's funny. She was trying to be nice. And, you know, it's, what we've always seen throughout this show, though, is she always tries to be nice to Turo. And Turo's just a dick back he to her. Is. He's yeah. like that with everyone, though. Like, he doesn't even know how to show love. Like, he never talks loving to her at all. We see him cuddling with her, like, when he's sleeping. And, like, we see him sometimes take her hand. But it's never, like, he never speaks love. Ladies, this is what happens when you're part of the Night Watch. <laughs> you get knocked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think she'll keep it? I, th- I think she's going to. I think there's going to be talks. I think she's going to because it'll add an added dimension to the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Or she's going to clean that out. I think she might clean it out. I mean, do you want to be stuck with Toro? I, I mean, do I, I no, I don't want to be stuck with Toro. Do you need a new, another kid in the barn? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I would love to be stuck with a man, yeah. Um, I really liked when I don't know who um, Ace met with. But he was trying to talk him into investing in his little track. And the guy is like, I don't know what's going on here, but I just feel like the track is a stage for something personal that's going yeah, down. Yeah, you know, I think it was the um, I think it was the owner of Santa Clarita Stables. I think okay. it was actually the owner that he was talking to buying out the stables from. That makes sense. And he was like, I'm just, this is just a knock on the door, just an offer. And yeah, the guy totally predicts that um, this is for revenge. I think there's yeah. more here. And Ace is like, that's some good thinking. He also predicts the Indian Casino thing, which Ace doesn't respond directly to at first. And he's like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be casino stuff. There were a couple shots that I really liked. Um, Gus has a really nice view in his apartment. <laughs> Did you notice that? I The did. window shot. It's like it, it was that same window shot when Nathan Israel first got introduced and he was sitting in front of. But it's a really great skyline shot. And then in the beginning, we saw, like, at the horse track, the sun sun flares. Like, yeah. the light gleaming. And I really liked whenever Toro was talking to Dr. Joanne right before the earthquake. Whenever they were, whoever was talking, the face would go in and out of focus. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Kristen with the notices. Yeah. And, um... And then the mirror, the double mirror image. Whenever Nathan Israel's on the bike with on the boat with yeah, Mike, yeah, I did notice that. Mike is like, "How do you feel about making two paychecks?" And the mirror like did a double image there. Very so it was cool like work there. it was like putting him on Mike's side and putting him on Ace's side. So two Nathan. We got Israel's the DP knowing point. what he's doing. And now speaking of which, and moving on to the next race, what we had a bit of longer of a build up to was Rosie's race on mm-hmm. Getting Up Morning, mm-hmm. where once again they had the shaky imagery with the horses, but this time you see time slows down. Yes. And everything slows down, the music flows to Horse the race hooves were starting. pounding in the beginning, yeah. The horse going. It was very suspenseful. And then and the then Irish it starts. Music. The Irish music, which I think, I could be wrong here, mm-hmm. but I think it was the song from The Departed. I think that was the same was song. Was Flogging Molly one? I, I thought it was Flogging Molly. Oh. I'm not sure if it's Flogging Molly, but I'm pretty positive it's the same song that's in the movie The Departed. Gotcha. Okay, well, you know, Walter tells Rosie that she just needs to sit still on this horse. She does not need to use her stick. 
and she u- uses the stick. She uses the stick. Yeah, and was that necessary? Because the horse was already winning at that point. It was already edging up ahead, but I think, you know, she's in the moment, and she's just thinking, like, I need to do whatever I can to get this horse ahead. Which is she didn't though. Which beyond just the fact that Walter's a horse loving dude and mm-hmm. does not want his horse getting hurt or injured in any way, right? I think this is bad news for the sake that the horse won by so much. Now it's getting everybody's attention, right? And as they say in the announcer booth, one of the announcers looks at the other one and is like, "I think this is the second coming of Man of War," which is one of the most famous horses mm-hmm. in horse racing, and I believe won the Triple Crown. So. Yeah. Very famous horse. Walter's so mad, he just throws out Rosie's stick. And then we have the awkward picture-taking moment where they're both yeah. look really... Rosie looks like she's about to start crying. <laughs> yeah. Walter's just not happy. Okay, what is that thing where Walter apparently owes $145,000 for a stud fee or something? People are coming after him now saying right. he owes this money. I, I wasn't exactly positive. I wasn't sure if it was like a lawyer fee or if it was something where... Maybe someone was offering to buy the horse from him for $155,000. I'm really not sure exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, that man shows up and he's like, how's my horse doing? Yeah, so what's going on with that? So I it's not know. really Walter's horse? Has Walter just... Maybe the guy just thought it was a doo-doo horse and Walter was like, I'll take care of it. So he feels like the owner, but he really isn't the legal know. owner of it. But it looks like Ronnie... I mean, I'll save it for predictions, but it looks like Ronnie's supposed to be riding Walter's horse Yeah, then. he's... But that's Rosie's! To. But maybe Ronnie just feels obligated to because maybe there was just some verbal agreement, but after Ronnie effed it up and fell off and broke his chest again yeah. and then did drugs... Whatever, screw you, Ronnie. You're a dick. I just want you to know that. <laughs> we got some nice shots of the laundry bag. Oh, I just wanted to add that. I also I want to throw out about the Rosie race, though, that she kept oh. telling all the dude jockeys, like, you're going to get a nice view of this right here, and she slaps her butt. <laughs> and maybe the dude jockeys are holding back a little bit so they can get that view. They're like, hey, what's up? I like this position just fine. I'll yeah. take that view all day long. They'll stay behind. Still stay behind to watch the behind. Yeah. So, should we go to a commercial Let's break and come back with predictions? Break. Yes. Okay. TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives. And more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What would you like to buzz about? So, I just want to say, guys... I do like my coworkers. I really do love you guys. You're not douchebags. I love you guys. I was joking last night. 
Oh, you're my favorite co-workers ever. Truth comes out. The truth comes out. I just felt really bad about last time. So, um, Wait, so- we need music. Prediction. And now, you're after Buzz TV. That's right. I, I would like to throw out one more camera angle real first, though. Real quick. Okay. With um Rosie, or something that I noticed with Rosie when the whole Walter argument thing, which was... When Rosie comes in to talk to Walter, she goes to pet the horse for a minute, and the horse neighs and turns away. Wow! I Even didn't the horse that. wasn't happy with her, so I kind of noticed that. I just wanted to throw that well, out there. Well, here's a question: dealing with that and a prediction, is Rosie going to get the boot now? Is Ronnie going to take over? And the horse and her used to have a bond. Did she ruin her bond with the horse? Is the horse going to have too much attention now? Is Ronnie taking over? I mean, this guy's coming in to claim the horse now that it's big news. Yeah. I mean, so I think two things are going to happen here. Okay. I think that Joey is going to try and represent Rosie and that it's going to possibly happen. And then he's going to be with Rosie battling for Rosie to ride the horse. Whereas Ronnie is going to be battling to ride that horse. And I think the other possible owner is going to take his side and try to get Ronnie to ride the horse. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I think. All right. What would you say on that end? What say you? I think Rosie's definitely going to get the bump and Ronnie's going to ride, but this time he's going to (laughs) die. Whoa, that was an evil laugh from you. (laughs) He's going to die. I really Um, hate that the character you guys hate is named Ronnie. I'm just not a fan of that, but I'll get over it. Um, You know what I think is going to happen and who is going to die is... Show me. Since we kept seeing the boat thing from the last previews Mm -hmm. of the guy getting tossed out, I think it's going to happen here soon. Soon. I think it's going to happen. going to be the Disney guy that goes over the boat. I think it's going to be Nathan. I hope I think so. Nathan's going to get tossed. Yeah, he won't have to feel sick anymore. He's going to feel nauseous and boat sick. That's why they throw him off. So Ace says at the end of Seasick. the show, like when Ace can't sleep, he's saying, um, you know, if this all works out, his horse could be a champion. His, grand could, could, his grandkid could come home. Like as if it's not safe right now for his grandkid to come home. Maybe it's just something with Mike. Maybe that's really why he wants to get Mike down is maybe it has something to do with his grandkid. And But the only way that his grandkid could possibly feel safe is if Mike's dead. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, Gus even offered to kill Mike, so I don't really know the angle I that Ace I feel like Chester's trying here. to get him in jail and just trying to get him in jail and mm-hmm. make him sit there and think about everything because that can be a punishment in its, you know, horrible right. punishments in itself. Gus starts falling asleep and Ace yells, as a, yells at him and is like, don't pretend to have a conversation with me. Just go to bed if you're tired. Go to your room. <laughs> I mean, I can see that, but it's like two in the morning. Gus knew that Ace couldn't sleep, so he got up to try to be a good friend and like come out and support yeah. him. And Ace is just like, what's, <laughs> what's that thing wrong with me? <laughs> That's like the last line of the show. Yeah. What's that thing wrong with me? I don't know what is wrong with you. You're not doing anything. You're just... He's just becoming a nicer guy. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, he is. He's becoming a nicer guy. But I would have really liked to see him more evil before he had this nice you woman have... in his life to make him a nice guy. I don't like it. You have to wonder. But we do see him in the preview still scheming. We see him talking mm-hmm. to the Indians, which has got to be about the casino. Right. But you know what? We see him getting picture snapped, and I feel like this is another front that he's putting on. I don't think he's really dealing with it for real. 
yeah. think he's still part of that front he's trying to put. Mm-hmm. So people can take pictures of him. <laughs> he's probably just having lunch. He probably just offered him to have lunch with him or something. It's just lunch.com. Okay, one last prediction. Um, Lonnie is claiming putting a claim on a new horse. Yeah, so Lonnie's all about this. I guess he wants to start this stable thing. He's trying to get it to be big. He's trying mm-hmm. to get it huge. Just so, sit still. Just sit Well, that's what still. Jerry does. He pulls on him like, I'm not going to let you go. Yeah. And so, and then, like, somebody's like, you have 40, Renzo's like, you have 45 minutes to take your claim off this horse. So what's going to happen? What's your prediction there? Is Are they going to have another horse? I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to somehow stop the horse from being bought. Or maybe the dice will get rolled in this time. But I don't think it's going to happen. I do not think they're going to have another horse for the time being. So theirs and Turo's relationship can keep on growing. What do you think? I think that Lonnie needs to claim this horse, and because right now the gamblers are too together and everything's too perfect. So yeah, let's have Lonnie go get a new horse. Let's split up the gamblers. Let's have fights. Let's make them mad at each other. Yeah, he wins the uh, horse. But I like the gamblers. I know, but, but I want more. I want more drama. I she want, wants more. I want blood. I want knives. I want murder. So let's um. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's thank Bing. Oh. Let's be sexy. Let me let's say if you have any questions, if you want to look up Davy Jones, you should go on Bing.com and look up whatever you need. And that would that does it for this week. So thank you everybody for joining us. I am Dave Klein. You can find me at the Dave Klein on Twitter. And I am Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And you can just Look at me uh, on... Uh, Are you talking in tongues? <laughs> Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can Google Cinematic Escape and find all my wonderful stuff out there a for you. A lot of it. A whole lot of it. A lot of, of stuff out there for you. And Ronnie Jr., you want to pull yourself, too? Because you deserve it. Uh, real quick, follow me at, at TV. Just kidding. No, follow me at, at Ronnie <laughs> Jr. Media. But I'm trying to promote everything because we got a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, we at do. At TV, Bing.com, and Maria Menounis. Yeah, and Check vote for her on Dancing time, with the Stars. Guys. Yeah, yeah vote for Maria, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars, she's on. She's the best. She's going to copy the moves you guys just did for Sexy and I Know. I this is how you should. do it. This is how you, these are the moves you drop. Yeah, dance out so of the show. Know. The luck after show. Good job, guys. <laughs> Chicken dance. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. Buzz. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 